There is something unsettling about dolls. They are so human-like, yet they are not. They are inanimate and dead-eyed. Yet it seems even scarier when a doll appears to be alive, after all. Hello, I'm Nemo, and welcome to episode 4 of season 1 of Certainly Strange, a podcast about the unexplainable. Now, about this story I'm about to tell you, I wasn't actually quite sure whether I should include the story in this particular podcast, because I also happen to have another uh, project going on called The Tale Beyond, in which I talk about the true stories that inspired certain books and movies. And the story that I'm about to tell you is actually the inspiration behind Chucky from the movie Child's Play. Um, But I suppose there's plenty of other horror movies uh, that were based on true stories, so I thought I'd just leave the story here, uh, no harm done. Because um, it is certainly strange. It is a very strange story. It is actually the first story that I can say in this this, um, podcast, like, okay, this could actually be a a case of, of haunting, like an actual ghost. Um... Uh, anything, if, if you think that you would like something uh, like uh, The Tale Beyond, a story, the story behind uh, your favourite books and movies, um, they are on TikTok, they are on YouTube, um, but um, I'm also including the uh, a little sneak peek of the first episode. Um, right after this story. So stick around for that. Uh, and the first story I'm, go- I'm going to already spoil you for that is the um, true story about the Hound of the Baskervilles, a uh, Sherlock Holmes short story by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. It's very good, uh, <laughs> if I may say so myself. So stick around for that. Um, but for now, let's get on with the story of Robert the Doll. The doll was a birthday gift to the four-year-old Robert Eugene Otto. He had gotten a doll from his great-aunt, who had bought it during a vacation in Germany. Robert Eugene, who went by the name Jean, was quite a lonely boy. He and his family had just moved into a new house in Key West, and he did not have any friends. The doll was meant to keep the little Jean company until he met new people. But... That never happened, because Jean and the doll were inseparable. So inseparable, even, that the doll got Jean's first name, Robert. Robert was never intended to be sold as a toy, however. Robert was actually a clown, or jester, meant to serve as a window display for the toy store. Perhaps this is why he had such a mischievous nature. Because as Jean got older, strange things began to happen. Jean's parents would wake up in the middle of the night to find him screaming in a room where all the furniture had been overturned. Toys of Jean were mutilated, staff recorded hearing footsteps around the house and objects being moved from their place. 
Of course, Jean was always the one who was blamed. Whenever that happened, the little boy would burst out in tears, screaming that Robert did it. He said that Robert also was the one who was destroying his toys, so that Jean had no other choice than to play with him. It turned out that Jean and Robert, inseparable as they were, had a very unhealthy relationship. Jean would bring Robert with him everywhere he went and spoke about Robert in the first person, as if the doll were a real living person. And when Jean and Robert were alone, it was said that two voices could be heard talking instead of one. When his great-aunt came to visit one day, she saw how Jean interacted with the doll. She wasn't happy about that. She took Robert from Jean's arms and told the boy that the doll was meant to be a temporary friend and that Jean should get real living friends. She demanded that Robert was locked up in a box in the attic. Robert was locked up and the next morning the great aunt was found dead. Now of course you cannot blame a doll locked up in the attic for her death. She was an old woman after all. But the people in the house couldn't help but wonder. Eventually, June was sent to a boarding school, leaving the doll at home. During this period of time, people in the neighbourhood claimed that they could occasionally see Robert in the top floor window of the house, staring down at the street below. His time spent in boarding school apparently did not break the bonds between Jean and his doll. As an adult, Jean designed a special room for Robert in the attic, complete with toys and furniture. In the meantime, Jean had gotten married to Annette Parker, and Annette hated the doll. Understandably, her husband seemed obsessed with it, and she ordered that the doll was locked away out of her sight. Robert did not like this. He often escaped from the places he was locked up in, always ending up sitting in his chair at the window, staring at the people that passed the house. Schoolchildren whispered that they saw the doll appear and reappear, moving from side to side in his chair and changing facial expressions. One time, a plumber ran screaming from the house after the doll had apparently glared at him and then had giggled. Locals altogether agreed that they would better stay away from that strange house on their way home. After Jean's death, Annette locked Robert away in the chest in the attic. She left the house herself altogether and lent it to tenants instead. Of course, soon rumours came that the house was haunted. Tenants say that they could hear small footsteps and giggles in the attic, as if there was a child up there. Objects also seemed to disappear from the places, just as the staff had noticed so many years ago. Eventually, a lady named Myrtle Ruter bought the Otter House in 1974, with Robert still locked up in a box in the attic. Visitors to the house, like the tenants and the staff before them, heard little footsteps and giggles in the attic, and when they spoke bad about Robert or about Jean, they swore that the facial expressions of the doll changed into a Claire. Reuters eventually donated Robert 
to the Fort East Martello Museum in 1994, finally being done with all his antics and claiming to the museum that the doll was haunted. The museum, of course, did not believe her at first. But once Robert was put on exhibit, cameras and other electric devices started to malfunction in his presence and lights started to flicker. Cory Convertito, the current caretaker of Robert, says that he receives about one to three letters each day. Letters asking forgiveness after people suffered misfortunes, after openly disrespecting Robert or Jean in the presence of the doll. We will also send Robert candy, as he is rumoured to have quite the sweet tooth. The museum staff do not touch any of the treats sent to Robert, out of caution. Many people, like Marta Ruta, truly believe that Robert the Doll is haunted. Some say that the doll was haunted from the very start, already back in Germany. Others say that the doll was actually given to Jean by a Jamaican housekeeper who had placed a voodoo card upon the doll. Another theory states that the spirit that haunts Robert the doll is actually a poltergeist. A poltergeist is a trickster spirit who attaches itself to an object that a child projects much emotional energy on. And indeed, young Jean was very lonely when he received Robert and he did get very attached to the doll. One thing is very certain and that is that there is certainly not a serial killer trapped inside the doll's body and that is a relief. So what is actually the deal with Robert the doll? I mean, I think we're all just slightly creeped out by dolls in general. I I, I certainly am. Um, and and when you look up Robert on Google Images, it really creeps me out. If you if you aren't familiar with what, what he looks like, just look for it on the internet. In other words, I'll just describe it to you. Um, it's a doll in a white sailor's uniform sitting on a chair with a small yellow dog in his arms and with just the most empty black eyes. And I think what creeps me out the most is the holes in, in Robert's face. Like, there's holes. I know that's just the wear and tear of time, but that, like, that detail just really gives me the chills, like like he's rotting or, or something like that. Um... And you have this this movie about Robert the Doll, uh, not not Child's Play, another one. It's called Robert the Doll, um, very or- original. Um, and in that movie, they used a very scary doll, like it's scary. It's it looks a lot like the doll they used in Annabelle, uh, in in those movies. But you know what? The, what I think is the scariest thing about these dolls, about Robert the doll or Annabelle the doll, is that they look like dolls. They look so innocent, like that you could just buy them in a toy store. And they look so nice and sweet. And yet there is this vibe that that, that there is something wrong, something that really makes you feel uneasy, like like that, that, that stomach feeling you get when something just isn't right. And I think... That is what really gives you the chills. Not that it is scary, just like that, that little that little feeling you get. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
what is the deal with Robert the Doll? There's a lot of theories about that. There's a voodoo, um, which I I know I don't believe in. Um, I do. I don't say that I don't believe in voodoo. I don't believe that this is the case. Uh, this is not the case with Robert the Doll. Uh, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what voodoo is exactly, and that's why it is often used in in, in horror movies in a very twisted way. So I really don't want to get into that because that is just a whole discussion with racism in in horror, um, which is a very interesting topic, by the way. Yeah, I don't think that it, this is the case with Rip Robert the Doll. Um, but like I said in the beginning of this episode. I don't know if you listening to this believe in ghosts. Um, I am skeptical, yet I do believe slightly that it is possible that a person or a certain activity can leave an echo, like a uh, a certain shadow or something in a house or in a object. So. Um, in that regards, if that is true, I do believe that Robert the doll is haunted. And just the fact that over time there were so many witnesses to Robert the doll, like everyone, like there were so many people, like there was the staff, there were the tenants and the visitors over a very long period of time, all saying the same thing, like, okay, we hear giggles we hear little footsteps, we see items disappearing and reappearing. And and there's also a lot of people, people passing the house or people just visiting the house who see Robert's, Robert the Doll's face change expression. Can you imagine that? That you look at a doll, you say something and you look back and you see that his, like, their 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 facial expression has changed. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that would I I agree with the plumber who run out who ran out of the house screaming because I would have done the exact same thing. Um yes, I do think that if ghosts are real, this is a real case. There's a lot of fake stuff out there. Um a lot of them I will probably also discuss in this in this um, in this podcast, but this one I do really believe, and the thought of it terrifies me. Um, but yeah, I I would love to hear your opinions about this. Um, you can always contact me. I I know I always say that, but you can always contact me on social media or on my website. Both are Dr. Nemo's Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, I really like reading all of your little messages you leave behind. Um, Oh, and now, like I promised, a little sneak peek into the first episode of my new project, The Tale Beyond. And a little reminder that you can find it on TikTok and YouTube. The Black Dog is a popular figure in Western folklore, and almost every region in Europe has some sort of story about a black dog or hellhound that stalks the the crossroads of your village. Well, one day, two friends were driving through the Highland Moors in a carriage. To kill the time, one told the other of the black dog that was said to be haunting these moors. Sir Richard Cabell, Lord of the Brook Manor, was a proud man. 
and people in the village whispered even that he was a vicious man, evil. And most of all, Lord Cabell was a jealous man. One cold night, Cabell accused his wife of being unfaithful. He claimed that she was having an affair. Of course, she denied it, but her denial made him only angrier. Enraged, Lord Cabell beat his wife mercilessly. Somehow, she managed to break away from him. She fled from the house, away from her husband, who right now seemed more like the devil than a man. She ran deep into the moors, hoping that the vast landscape and the thick fog would be enough to hide from her husband. But it was hopeless. The moors were a cold, desolate place, and soon her husband caught up with her. His face distorted in anger, he attacked her with one of his hunting knives. So everything about the podcast, Certainly Strange, and also uh, The Tale Beyond, can be found on my website, the uh, Dr. Nemo's cabinetofcuriosities.com. There you can also find a transcript of the episode and also the sources I used in my research. And once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>